Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is a Michigan Maniac podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the big game, pre-game, little brother episode. It's hate week, everybody. It is hate week. This is the week we always love. It's one of the best rivalry games ever. It doesn't matter what the record is, who it is, whatever. It is great. This is it. So, uh, obviously, before we get into that, let's uh, get into some of the housekeeping, of course. Um, Guys, first of all, you have been doing a killer, killer job with all the uh, telling your friends, supporting the channel, really just supporting this program. It has been phenomenal. The uh, I'm starting to see some uptick in the YouTube channel. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. The numbers in the in the podcast are climbing. Uh, you know you know our goal. We want around 500 uh, downloads per episode just to get back to where I was. Before COVID uh, took everything away from me. Um, Guys, just thank you so much. And obviously, we're going to go back to that old promotion. Uh, So anybody who leaves a review and rates it on Apple Podcasts or the Michigan Maniac fan page will get a free sticker. I'm getting new ones. Uh, The Silent Majority stickers and the new... Logo stickers for the Michigan Maniac podcast. All of it's coming out very soon. So Connor C, the one of the guys who just who just uh, rated and reviewed. Thank you so much on Apple Podcasts. If Connor, if you're watching this or listening to this, please hit me up. Uh, go to Instagram and DM me. Uh, DM me your name, uh, a PO box, whatever address you want me to send this thing to, and I will send you a free sticker all right thank you so much for that uh because it it helps guys every little bit of it helps to get a uh to get in front of that and new audience to help the algorithm to really notice me whatever it is guys keep doing it i mean i'm on twitter i'm on ig i'm on uh youtube i'm on uh facebook fan page all under the michigan maniacs podcast you gotta type it out all the way for some reason, if you don't, uh, YouTube can't find it. And, uh, yeah, I think YouTube's the only one with the problem. But, please, please go there. Please support the program. Like I said, every week you're going to get the Big Game pregame. The Ask Me Anything episode. It's a Big Game pregame on Tuesdays. And that'll be on YouTube as well. And then on Thursday, the Ask Me Anything and what I either what either annoys me on Instagram or what I find on Instagram that I like. And then on Saturday, you will get the reaction episode of that game. And that will also be on YouTube. So guys, I'm doing the best I can to get this business back and to really keep moving. So uh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so let's really, uh, let's get into this, right? Um, 
<laughs> so it's little brother. It's hate week. It is the fight for Paul Bunyan. It is so many great things, right? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Where, after last week's game, it I, I'm renewed. It feels like I feel like the world is our oyster. Our our team looks refreshed. It looks eased. It doesn't look it doesn't look stressed. They all look like they love Joe Milton. Um, I know one of. One of my favorite, one of my favorite dead horse subjects to beat, and I beat it like my beat my meat, uh, is uh, Shea Patterson. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's something that came out, and I'll talk probably about more about this in the uh, Ask Me Anything episode, but uh, just to touch on it, because I'm going to give a little review of how both of our weeks went, right? Little Brother and us. Uh when you've got Bench Mason, who I think is a knucklehead, who I think is, you know, just absolute knuckle dragger in the best way possible, obviously, right? Best way possible, because you can't be a dummy and go to Michigan. I think if you point out a locker, there's no locker that head can't dent. Just be honest. You just he just can't dent. It can obviously he can dent a brick wall, right, with that big old thick forehead. Um but when he says that at beginning of the game he does a speech telling Joe Milton that this is his night and that they're going to do everything they can possibly do to make his night great. Everything in their power. They've never done that for Shea Patterson. Never, not once did they do that for Shea Patterson. The tweets, if you ever follow any of these kids on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, you'll notice none of the tweets... Uh, over the last couple of years when Shea Patterson was there were positive, hey, bro, we'll get blah, 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 none of that. But you can just tell that they love Joe Milton because there's been a ton of pro-Joe Milton tweets even before this season was, uh, this season was canceled or whatever going into uh, the, the supposed uh, battle for the quarterback between uh, uh, McCaffrey and Milton. They love this kid. And why wouldn't you? Like Ben Schmason said in an interview, he's he's the last one. He's the first one in, last one out. He's still watching tape when everybody else is leaving. How can you not fight hard for a man who's doing that? You know he's going to be prepared, just like Ben said. They know he, when that ball is snapped that he's going to know exactly what's going on. And I don't know how you can blame him for it. It's It's great. I love, I love to see this team lighter, happier, all together. I mean, they talk about how in sync they are and how they've all bonded. And even through COVID, they found a way to bond. It's just fantastic. It's it's phenomenal. I can't, ah, just, I am so, I'm so excited. I am so excited about this season right now. Um, okay, so obviously we all saw what happened, what we did, right? We killed Minnesota. Uh, Joe and the offense looked phenomenal. And if you do anything like I do over sun, Saturday, I mean Sunday morning, or actually Sunday all day, Sunday is uh, depressing because you, all you want to do is like you're searching, you're scrimping through the YouTube, through anything the YouTube. I sound like my dad just to find anything you possibly can to look at the hear the reaction to what the nation's saying about how great. 
Michigan is, right? How great we did. Just to see even highlights. It's, it's mm, you just can't wait. It's like a, a thirsty man looking for just a little drink of water. And um, I just, like, so we did great. Obviously, you know, we need to sure up that run defense. Now, granted, yeah, if Minnesota's going to take, what, an extra 10 to 15 minutes more than us in time of possession when they're down by double digits most of the game, uh, I guess go ahead. I mean, the defense uh, let them do it. But I would like just to see them do more three and outs. Just, you know, other than... And then, you know, uh, cornerbacks and stuff like that. But we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to go over more what I saw with Michigan State and Rutgers. Um, the seven turnovers were huge for Rutgers to pull that game off. Because if they didn't, if if the turnovers was even just like the two interceptions that Rocky Lombardi had, I think Michigan State will would have won that game. I think they would have won that game because I, I think the numbers support that. I mean, um, so one, let's just get into it. Uh, Rocky Lombardi, he had, he went 31 for 43. He tossed the rock 43 times for 319 yards passing, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. That's not a bad day for that kid. That's not a bad day. He reminds me more of Rocky Dennis, if you know what I mean in the mask, than he does of Rocky Balboa. But still, he I don't think he's anything to be scared of. But if he can put up 319 against Rutgers, I don't think anybody should be worried about Rutgers. But that goes to show you that the turnovers played a huge part. And obviously, right, seven turnovers. You, I don't think anybody can win a game when you give the ball, when you give the rock over seven times. And then because look at their wide receivers. Uh, they, have, they have three decent wide receivers, I'll say. They have decent wide receivers. Granted, now this is against Rutgers, <laughs> so, you know, bear out the numbers. But uh, Jaden Reed, 11 catches for 128 and two touchdowns. <laughs> That's not a bad day. That's a pretty impressive day. It's against Rutgers, but still, 11 catches over 120 yards receiving and two touchdowns, pretty decent day. And then you got Jalen Naylor, 6 for 84 and one touchdown. And then they have some white kid, Matt Dat Dotson. I don't, I don't know if he's great or not. Uh, he looks like a dork, but he got five for 50, zero touchdowns. Um, I don't think against our our defense they're going to even see numbers like this because I really do believe our defensive line, it, one thing they're going to do is get pressure. They may not be great at run defense yet, but what they do great and what we saw with five sacks against a better, a much better Minnesota team than Rutgers uh, Rutgers just got their first conference win since 2017, and Minnesota went 11-2. Granted, they lost some people, two people from their offensive line for COVID, blah, blah, whatever, but still, five sacks, okay, five sacks. We made Tanner Morgan uncomfortable. I mean, that kid was constantly, I mean, he had one of the best uh, completion percentages, and I think in the in the big history, you know what I mean? The B1G's history, uh, or right up there. Um, but we, we made him uncomfortable. Now, if we can make Tanner Morgan uncomfortable, and his, helico his helicopter mom's still probably pissed, yelling at the B1G for why we let her little Tanner get tossed around as much as he did. Now, I think that's pretty unfair. I mean, you know, the poor helicopter mom doesn't know what to do when Tanner isn't getting his way. But... 
Now we got to deal with old Rocky Lombardi. They don't have a great running game. I mean, they have two running backs, Jordan Simmons and Connor Haywood. Now, Connor Haywood, I believe his dad is uh, old Ironhead Haywood. Uh, nowhere near as big as his dad. I mean, he's like 6'2", 230, pretty big kid. But he doesn't have he doesn't have the skills. He's not like Ibrahim. Ibrahim runs aggressive and angry. I think Hayward just runs into a wall. I mean, I don't even think he knows where holes are. Like, the offensive line can open him up, and he can't find him because he rushed seven times for 18 yards against Rutgers, right? That's just, I want that to be understood. He rushed seven times for 18 yards against Rutgers. Yes, and then the leader, <laughs> this guy is something to deal with, I'll tell you right now. The leading running back, he uh, Jordan Simmons, okay, 14 rushes, Woo, 14, 43 yards against Rutgers, 43 yards against Rutgers. I don't know what to tell you, but not impressive. 11 for 128, impressive. 319 yards, impressive. Granted, still Rutgers. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. But still decent, right? It, it, you can be impressed by that. Uh, <laughs> 7 for 18 and 14 for 43, not impressive. So our run defense is probably not going to be tested a lot this week. It's just not. This, these are garbage. These running backs, I, they're, they're like the blind. Okay, They have no idea what they're doing out there. Now granted, if we do not come to play, this is a rivalry game. Throw the record books, record books out the window, as they say. Because there's one thing we do not want to do is try and live down or explain to all our friends after we bust their nuts all week long that... Somehow we lost to Michigan State, to Little Brother, and there's no way. If there's one, there's so many uneducated fan bases that annoy the hell out, the, the hell out of me. Um, Ohio State's one of them, but at le- they're not uneducated. They at least understand the rivalry. They understand what can happen there. Now, they're very arrogant what goes on, but why shouldn't they? Uh, Little Brother fan base is one of the most disgusting fan bases I've ever run into. Uneducated, stupid. Uh, when you can go to East Lansing and you can major in bum fights. That's right, bum fights. Uh, when in chemistry, they help you light the water on fire. <laughs> I mean, I would assume, I don't know. I know that's Flint, but still it's East Lansing. I mean, come on. They have the ugliest uniforms, the ugliest people. Uh, dumb. I don't. I've never been in a. Let's put it this way: I've never been in a good conversation with somebody who's a Michigan State fan. If it's about football, basketball, sure, they've got the pedigree in basketball. I'm not going to argue that. 
but football. Oh, it, have you ever talked to like your your dumbest family member? That's what it's like when you talk to a Michigan State fan about football. They act like they know something. They really do. And they actually believe that this that this rivalry has been close its whole existence. No. I have a I have an episode uh year about a year or two back. Uh, breaking down the whole little brother thing. And I may just re-release it so you guys can listen to it. I break down everything about why Big Brother, why Little Brother is a joke. I mean, the only reason why Little Brother existed for eight years to even be decent was because we sucked. That's right, because we chose Rich Rod, and then we followed that great decision up with Brady fucking Hoke. That's right, Fred Flintstone of college football, we followed with Rich Rod, Mr. Fast Break Football. Um, and that was the time that Michigan State became decent. You want to know why? Because all the kids that we normally got went to Michigan State because they didn't want to play fast break football. So with that being said, sorry, I thought I heard something. Um, it's... They're, it's ridiculous. They are ridiculous. They're, I don't, I, I, they, they annoy me so, they annoy me so bad. So, but let's, look, that's neither here nor there. They have a, uh, no good defense right now. I mean, they're, they're, well, I guess their linebackers get a lot of work because I think their, their defensive line sucks. Um, Pantershack, Caleb, you know how they, he spells Caleb? J-A-C-U-B. Caleb. I mean, Jacob. Oh my God. Maybe I should go to Michigan State. That was pretty dumb. <laughs> Caleb. I'm thinking of my brother, apparently. Jacob Pandershot. Cub. I guess that's what threw me off. Jake Cub. I don't know. Maybe it just sticks with me. And maybe even talking about little brother makes me dumber. Because obviously, I normally wouldn't have tripped over something so easy. They're awful. He had, by the way, only one tackle. One tackle. Against... Rutgers. Now they're there's yeah, they're their linebackers had two of them had seven tackles solo so together, right? Um their their tie I mean their safety had six solo tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. And I even think someone got an interception in there. Um I mean who cares, right? Uh the the obviously the turnovers did everything because if you look at Rutgers offense, uh, Verdal their quarterback went for eighteen for twenty nine for one sixty nine and one touchdown one interception, ran the ball for nine for twenty four nine for twenty four and one touchdown, and then the running back Pacheco actually a pretty good player for Rutgers six he ran the ball nineteen times for sixty one yards and two touchdowns so not bad but still seven turnovers. Helps always end drives and you know increases your ball you know your ball placement and your your time of possession and maybe where you get the ball and it just always helps. I mean it's a killer not to be able you know if you turn the ball over sometimes you're going to lose. I don't know why I was tripping over that, but still that's how it goes. Um, now let's go with the position breakdown. I mean obviously we're going to go with Milton. I mean nobody's talking about Rocky Lombardi. Everybody's talking about Milton. You look at Milton, he exudes confidence. Uh, he understands a much more complex offense than Rocky Lombardi. I think they actually draw 
plays out on the ground um, over there at Michigan State. I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's... So, plus Milton's so much cooler looking. Look, Rocky Lombardi. Uh, He's the epitome of a Michigan State student. Just look at him. Um, two, running game. I'm going to give it to us, obviously. Look at the big plays we've had. I think we had more big plays in last week's game than we did all of last year or something crazy. It's I don't know the exact stat. I should have written it down. But still, it's something ridiculous. Michigan looked fantastic, right? Our running game's much better. I mean... Two of our guys, one broke a 66 or 64-yard uh, run, and then Charbonnet ran for 70 yards. Off. I mean, and they're running backs together, uh, 70 yards maybe. No, not even. <laughs> I mean, 60-something yards. I'm, come on, get out of here. It's embarrassing. Wide receivers. I may just give them the wide receiver thing only because we hit so many. Now, if you're going to say for yards, who's going to have more yards? Maybe whatever his name is, Reed, Naylor, and Dotson. They could do, they, they'll be all right. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to look great. But if we can slow down Bateman, who had 100 yards, of course, but didn't get into the end zone. Uh, Ottman Bell only had one, only one reception. Uh I think with Daxton Hill back, he's supposed to be back for next week. If he doesn't get hurt again, having him for the whole game will shut them down even more. Um, they don't really have a deep threat who's scary. Uh, you know what? Screw that. I'm not even going to give them wide receivers. Uh, I'm moving it over. We're taking wide receivers. We're taking tight ends. I, they didn't even throw to the tight end in that game. So I don't even know who if they have one on the team. And I'm not even going to waste my time to actually pull up the roster. To see who they have at tight end. I'm What am I, an idiot? Um, and then offensive line, I'm giving it to us. Because a little stat I just found out. Um, we have the number one tied with Wisconsin pass blocking efficiency in college football. Tied with Wisconsin. Michigan State's 12th. So, 1-12, to 12, we win. O-line. But plus, we've got better. We just have better athletes. That's why they're always little brother. And we're Michigan. That's that's the whole reason. I mean, just take a look at the head-to-head. Just take a look now that Harbaugh's back. Look at the recruiting. Look at everything that's going on now that we're good again. It, it supports everything I've said before. So, uh, I'm not doing it. D-line, come on. Uh, Hutchinson, uh, Jeter, Pay, uh, the chubby-faced assassin, Carlo Kemp. Much better defensive. I mean, we had five sacks against a much better team in Minnesota. And I think they had one sack against Rutgers. Like I said, I'm going to keep emphasizing that because I want people to let that sink in. They lost to Rutgers, turned the ball over seven times, had maybe one sack and one interception against the offensive juggernaut that is Rutgers. Um, so obviously, defensive line. Our cornerbacks need still some work just because they're new, right? Vincent Gray, some people may say, did not have a very impressive outing against Minnesota. However, Jamon Green definitely kicked ass. Um, so, come on, I'm not going to give I'm not going to give Michigan State anything. I'm giving no zero credit. 
we're going cornerbacks, Michigan. I mean, if you guys, if if there's some little brother, what well, what am I talking about? Michigan State fans watch this. I don't even know. If, I don't even if they know how to use YouTube, or even know. I, do they still have smartphones? Are they able to have smartphones? All right, I would assume the majority of Michigan State fans still use the flip phone, or maybe that 1980s brick thing. I don't know, but I'm sure they can't figure out a fold two or a. Uh, a note or uh, the iPhone 12 or something. That would be impossible to ask. So they're not going to get on me anyway, so I don't really care. Safeties, boom. They've got a pretty decent safety in Trey Person. I mean, six solo tackles, one sack, and one tackle for loss. That's not bad for a day for a safety. Um, once again, it was for Rutgers. I mean, they had four quarterback hurries. Okay, that's nice. You get four quarterback hurries. We get five sacks. I'd rather have the sacks. Give me a break. I mean, even our second-string defensive linemen are better than their starters. Caleb, a.k.a. Jacob Pinashak or Pinashak or whatever the F that kid's name is, is nowhere near as good as even Julius Welshoff. Did you see that beast in that Minnesota game? Just take a look at how he crushed the quarterback on on that uh, hurry by uh, Camagrone. I mean, vicious. Vicious. I don't even... Please. So we get them in all categories. We're going to win. Um, I would say that my my um, offensive and defensive MVPs... Obviously, I'm going to go with Joe Milton. I just think this is his year. I've been a huge fan of Joe Milton. You know that. I've told you that many, many times. Um, I think he's a culture changer. I've said that plenty. I mean, now even more and more evidence is coming out. That he, that the team loves him and is backing him. And you really get to see, the coaches love him. You even get to see how a team really, really reacts when you have somebody they believe in. And quarterbacks, that one position that you need to have faith in, you need to buy into. Shea was never the guy. And when your whole wide receiving core hates the quarterback, which I would assume was what happened last year because... Just look at many, many different games. DPJ uh, disappeared through some of them. Uh, ran bad routes through some of them. Tariq Black, same thing. Uh, I think those two, I think Tariq Black was the cancer. He seemed like a very nice kid, and I'm sure he is outside of football. Obviously, he has a hard time at Texas, too, since 24-7 Longhorns. Uh, I, I talked about it in an earlier episode. He had been holding out for... He'd been held out of the game for disciplinary actions uh, because of attitude. And they said, well, what was going on? Which, which problem was he having? And they said, pick one. So anytime that a coach says, pick one, I don't think that's a great, uh, a great comment on your, on, your, on your personality, on your person. So I would assume Tariq Black was the cancer in that, in that uh, locker room last season. And Shea didn't help anything by golfing. Most of off season when Joe Milton's in the you know staying home, staying I mean not staying home but staying in Ann Arbor, working with Devin Gardner, working with Ronnie Bell, learning the playbook, understanding it, mastering it. Shea's golfing. Uh, that's all you need to know about 2019 to probably what we have in 2020. Um, so Joe Milton, 20 for 25, 275. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Our offensive MVP. 
then we've I'm gonna go with Michael Barrett. I, I there's plenty of guys I think that could do something. I mean, I think the I, it might be just a safe pick for me just because how dominant uh, Michael Barrett was. But like I told you, I've compared him. I've seen it, and I'm going to put this up for uh, um, ask me anything. But I'll compare more of Michael Barrett to Peppers and Hudson. I think you marry those two together, you mix them up, and you pro and you really produce Michael Barrett. And there's a few tweets. Uh, that have pr that prove it, right? That uh, coaches have said comparing him to Peppers. I'm going to see if I can find anything that uh, examples that I can really nail down about Hudson. But I think this kid is the absolute. Uh, he's a beast. He's he's going to. I mean, we already have two amazing, amazing uh, linebackers and Ross who got an interception and led the team in tackles against Minnesota, and then Camagrone, who is a dynamo. And then you throw Barrett in there, unbelievable. But I'm going to go Barrett with the defensive player of the game. Eight solo tackles and one sack. That's what I'm doing. Going with that, I think, obviously, we're going to win this game. We're going to win it fairly easy. Uh, Michigan, 54. Uh, little brother, 17. So, guys, remember... Thank you so much for everything. Um, Tuesday and and Saturdays, the big game pregame and the reaction episodes will be out on YouTube. Uh, Ask Me Anything is on, on Thursday, so guys, get your questions in at least by Wednesday. Please get your or early Thursday morning for Ask Me Anything. Also, uh, new stickers are coming out soon. And Connor C., please uh, DM me. Give me what address you ever want me to use, what name. I don't give a crap. I want to send you a free sticker. Uh, guys, if you leave a review, if you rate it on iTunes or fan, uh, the Facebook fan page, I will give you a free sticker. Guys, it is great. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great. I mean, this could be the most ex exciting season that we've had in a very, very long time. Oh, yeah, and before I go, check out all my social media. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, uh, IG, Facebook. Uh, the Facebook, all of it, under the Michigan Maniac Podcast. And remember, guys, uh, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.